All right, so you asked for, let's say, quality belts. Uh, well, you can get them. You can get quality wallets. You can get quality socks. You can get them all from Grip6. Grip6 is a great company. Uh, they're located at grip6.com slash stew. They're a small company in Utah. They sell in the United States and all over the world. But they source almost everything they use uh, to make its products right here in America. We're talking about, like, wool. It's really, um, If you're getting wool, anything, it's almost always sourced outside of this country, not with Grip6. They have these great belts. They're sort of minimalist. You can get them customized. You can get them in carbon fiber, so you can go through uh, the airport without uh, any uh, issues. And these wallets are really cool as well. They're different than the old school George Costanza type of wallets where you sit unevenly on your chair because they're so big. These are like slim, really stylish wallets. Socks are super warm and comfortable. Go to grip6.com slash stew. Use the code stew to save 15%. Grip the number six.com slash stew. Get 15% off today. Grip6.com slash stew. The code is stew. Radio show starts here in about 10 seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have a lot of news for you today to uh, kind of try to explain and put it into place on what it all means. We have some good news on the election. We have news on the economy. Joe Biden's latest claim uh, it really is something we really need to talk about. Uh, I don't know if he is truly out of touch and completely gone or he is being told different things by his staff. I'll explain coming up in in just a minute. Also, lawsuits, investigations on big banks and Anthony Fauci. And joining me today for the first time, Catherine Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's wife. She is going to talk a little bit about the new book that she and, um, and Rush began together as he was dying. It is out. She's going to be with me today. We begin in 60 seconds. Uh, By the way, also tonight at, I think it's 6 p.m. on the Glenn Beck YouTube channel and on Blaze TV, you'll be able to see my hour-long interview with Carrie Lake, which I will be doing uh, today, and you'll be able to watch it um, at 6 p.m. tonight on the Glenn Beck channel uh, on YouTube or on Blaze TV. It would be crazy to assume that uh, you can just walk down the most dangerous street in the city at night and think you're not gonna run into some sort of trouble. But that is what we do every day when we get online without protection. We're walking down the most dangerous street, the digital street in the world. 
The internet is rife with people who want your information. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, but the best group out there that does it, I think, is LifeLock by Norton. Get 25% off your subscription to LifeLock, top of the line in, li- in cybersecurity, and both they have both preventative uh, measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Now, 25% off, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK, lifelock.com, that's lifelock.com, or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. All right, well, where do we start? Let me, let me just give you an update on something I am very concerned about, um, and I'm not concerned as if... I'm not saying this is coming. I'm not wishing this is coming. I just think there are some things on the table that we should be aware of. Yesterday, I told you about the 101st Airborne going into um, the border of Ukraine. They're in Romania. Some some dominoes fell because of that yesterday that you should be aware of. Um, I think, I hope that this is all that it is. Um, we are playing a giant game of chicken with a guy who may be on his deathbed soon, Vladimir Putin. I, I, I think, I hope that's what it is. I think we are reliving right now the Cuban Missile Crisis, where Russia backed down in the end. This, I think, I think is what the White House is trying to do. But I don't know. But we should at least be having a conversation about it. So let me just tell you what has happened here in the last few days. USA, Japan, Australia, the UK, and now China have all recommended that their citizens leave Ukraine. So with with the war so far, Chinese citizens could stay and work there. But as of yesterday, China is calling all citizens home. The U.S. and Canada have, and the U.K. have also recommended all citizens flee Russia immediately. Russia seems to have declared also a full evacuation of one of the four breakaway regions it just claimed were now part of Russia. Now, two weeks later... They're telling both citizens and their military to fully evacuate that region. Biden, we told you over the weekend, deployed the 101st Airborne Division of the U.S. Army to Romania, right on the Ukrainian border. That's another 10 plus thousand combat personnel on top of the 120,000 U.S. military personnel already stationed uh, in Europe. As we discussed on yesterday's show, That division hasn't been deployed to Europe since World War II. It is also worth noting this. You find it on Wikipedia, but I have something better than Wikipedia in a second. The 104th Airborne Division Air Assault Screaming Eagles is a light infantry division of the United States Army that specializes in air assault operations. It can plan, coordinate, and execute multiple battalion-sized air assault operations to seize terrain. These operations can be conducted by mobile teams covering large distances, fighting well behind enemy lines, and working in austere environments with limited or degraded infrastructure. So it is worth noting and reporting nowhere in the U.S., nowhere, 
But just yesterday, the Romanian defense minister, who has been a vocal opponent of having non-defensive NATO forces deployed in his country, non-defensive NATO forces deployed in his country suddenly resigned. He said that it was a disagreement with the uh, Romanian president. Could it be that these are non-defensive troops? It's not a defensive force. It is an offensive force. It is not there to defend every engine of NATO soil. It is there as possibly an invasion force of Ukraine or Russia and to drop behind enemy lines. Now, Brigadier General John Lubis, the division's deputy commander, just said... This is not a training deployment, but rather a combat deployment, and that his troops need to be ready to fight tonight, tomorrow, and depending on how the situation escalates across the border. His troops are now three miles from the Ukrainian border in Romania. What is all of this caused by? Apparently, both sides now, we and the Russians, are accusing each other and Ukraine For a couple of things, a dirty bomb, false flag, and the possibility of blowing up the Ukrainian equivalent of the Hoover Dam. It's the largest hydroelectric power dam in all of Europe. As many as 100,000 people live along the river downstream. Uh, We don't know who started this rumor, but both sides now are going, they're going to do it. No, you're going to do it. No, you're going to do it. Also, in something that has made me question my very existence on the planet, there's a sudden about face of 50 congressional Democrats that just sent a letter to the White House demanding Biden should seek peace with Russia. Um, They say the the reporting is even if a free state of Ukraine has to be sacrificed as a uh, concept to get a peace deal done, specifically citing the dangerous signs we are escalating now towards nuclear war with Russia. I say I question my very existence because I've read the letter and for the very first time in my life, something coming from progressives seems reasonable. Maybe I'm missing something there, but what they're saying is we support the Ukrainian people. We support Ukraine having its own right to exist and its own property. But everything, everything has to be done to negotiate and try to find peace. Remember, it was just last week that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, not the Department of Defense, but the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services acquired hundreds of millions of dollars of acute radiation poisoning medication that only has a two-year shelf life. It's not in Europe with our troops. It's here in the U.S. We've never done anything like that before. Oh, and... The New York Post reported yesterday that Putin has been seen with what appears to be IV track marks on the back of his hand, reigniting the rumors that he is getting cancer treatments. So what does all this mean? Nothing other than we are moving giant 
chess pieces on the board. We are, I think, playing a game of chicken at a time when the world has never been closer to the edge of really global destruction. We haven't seen this kind of escalation and talk of nuclear war since probably 1983. We've got a guy in Russia that we all know is crazy and will do whatever the hell he wants. Who's possibly dying. Wants to leave a legacy behind. The other guy on the other side of the table. I don't even know if he has all of his marbles. I don't know what this guy is thinking. We're in a dangerous situation. Oh, and by the way, no constitutionally required declaration of war yet. Don't listen to people who tell you you're pro-Ukraine or anti-Ukraine, pro-Russia or anti-Russia. I don't really care. I'm pro-America. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-the Western world. I'd just like to have a discussion on all these things that are happening in our world that are affecting each of us deeply. The idea that we could be in a war, that, that Biden could just say tonight, you know what, go across the border. Now, I would assume that we would need Russia to do something for us to do that. But, I mean, that's what would make sense. But does anything make sense? Especially when Glenn Beck just said the progressive letter I agree with. I mean, nothing makes sense in today's world. But... Traditionally speaking, Russia would need to do something. But are you comfortable with us being there, ready just to throw in the 101st Airborne and begin to engage? Because I'm not. The ramifications of this are incredible. Now, one other thing. Rishi Sunak. He is the now latest... Prime Minister for the United Kingdom. Uh, it's historic because uh, he's, I, I don't know, is he Muslim? Maybe not Muslim. He's, he's a, I don't, I don't well, know what he is. I don't if I could I don't uh, really read from the New York Times, uh, he is, he is a breakthrough for diversity, but with privilege attached. Okay. Okay. He's so, Indian. He's Indian. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just know that everybody's like, oh, it's historic. I don't think I don't really care. I really don't care. You don't care about his skin color? His nope. Or his religion. Really don't really, really? don't want to wow. know what his policies are. And here's the problem. He is Justin Trudeau. Um, he is conservative, but he has the agenda uh, that is the same as his liberal opponents globalist um he is a uh, world economic forum supporter uh and the first thing he did was uh, shoot off a uh, a letter to ukraine saying we support you 100 percent. we're going to be with you you know through it thick and thin he also supports the continuing centralization of society he wants the installation of political and fi- financial uh, surveillance through digital ID. 
He is for the social credit system, ESG, a central bank digital currency system. Um, you know, he's more like the David Cameron wing of the quote unquote conservative party, right? He's more yeah, on that yeah. wing. And I, I think we're going to look back at the Liz Trust thing as a real, real problem. I think we are too. You know, I think it kind of came and went so fast and we weren't really, you know, it's not our country. We're not really paying close attention. But here's someone who came in with the idea of Margaret Thatcher. Of, uh, she loves Margaret Thatcher. She wanted to implement many of the, the financial policies of Thatcher and they dispatched her for really, I mean, really no reason. Really no reason. And of course, she also backed off of her, her opinions almost immediately when she was criticized for them. So that's a big problem too. But now, one of our closest allies is running away from what we would love to see as conservative values and embracing a guy who, you know, well, I guess because they have like, almost like a, a moderate Republican uh, in their system, which is liberal to us. I don't think that you can do uh, the Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan, you know, serious conservative. We're moving forward on anything, anything today. Unless, unless you have a spine. You are, Unless you have a spine and know how to handle the media. Mm -hmm. And there's two people that come to mind that I know. Well, three now, I think. Carrie Lake is beginning to show us those mm. kind of tendencies. Um, but you also have uh, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. The, if you don't have that quality of just going, uh-huh, I don't really care. And talking directly yeah. to the people. Um, I don't think you can do it in today's world. All right. Car Shield is our sponsor. If... Uh, if you're somebody who prides yourself on planning ahead for difficult or even emergency situations, what do you have in mind when your car is out of warranty and breaks down? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Car Shield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. Look, you have insurance not so you can go get a flu shot. You have insurance in case there's something really catastrophic. You're in the hospital for anything. Or you have catastrophic illness. That's when insurance really counts. So, you know, you got to get your light bulb changed in your blinker. Okay. I, I wouldn't call CarShield for that. I mean, maybe it's covered. I don't know. But I call CarShield when it's something devastating to the car. I have had them actually pick up the, um, the cost of something in one of my old trucks for about $6,000. That's insanity. Insanity. What are you? That's six times the amount I paid for my first car. What does that do to the average person? It just destroys you. Car Shield has had my back when my car breaks down. It'll have your back as well. Get coverage like I have. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. 1-800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. 800-391-8888. CarShield.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. So it's... Uh it's interesting to me that we are looking at an election and you can't use the media to do all of your work. Uh, and we have all of these investigations that have to happen. We have to know what Fauci and COVID. We have to know. We have to put a cap and a lid on everything that happened. We have to go back and revisit how churches were forced Close. to shut yeah. down and All you know it. i don't know call me crazy i'd kind of like to have some sort of confirmation on the origin 
of the virus. So would I. That would be nice. I think it's critical that we do that. Um, I think it's critical that Hunter Biden, all of that stuff, is vetted and tried out in open, and we find out what the deal is, and we... We either impeach or don't impeach, depending on the facts. Would you agree with that? Sure, of course. It, it has to happen. Yeah, you got to know. I mean, there's there's enough there, enough smoking guns Correct. to wonder. So there's several of these things. However, you get into office, and this is what I think Biden has been planning on and the left has been planning on. They put the Republicans in control. And they start having hearings. What is the press going to say? Probably that they're ignoring the important issues exactly of the day. Exactly right. They're focusing gonna, on these wild investigations filled with lies. Right now, you have a majority of Americans. It is now uh, two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. One or two out of every three Americans are living on the edge. You haven't heard anything about that, but the minute the Republicans take control, that's all you're going to see. And they're going to where they're going to reimagine the economy and say they are spending time on these things that mean nothing and they are not helping you. I I'm telling you these things because you have to know them in advance or you could easily be scooped up in it. We have to decide, is the Fauci thing, is the coronavirus, is all of that important or not? I think it is. It's vitally important that we get answers to all of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's you know, arguably the most significant thing that has happened in the last several decades, right? Like, we, we shut down That's the global multiple, economy. Yeah. I mean, World War II? What's World the last War time? II, yeah. Probably what you'd go back to. Mm-hmm. So... It's really important that we get all the answers. And, you know, some of them might not be what we expect them to be, but I still want to know what they are. Yes. You know, I might, it might not always align with everything that we believe or we want to be the truth. That's okay. I still want to know. I just want a full vetting yeah. of everything. Mm-hmm. This, that's all I want. Just somebody call it into account. What is the truth? And let the chips fall where they may. Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care. If somebody needs to go to jail, they should go to jail. If we have a loophole somewhere, it needs to be stopped so it doesn't happen again. The Glenn Beck Program. Someday when they ask me, what did you do to stem the tide? What did you do to help stop the spread of the leftist values that either destroyed or nearly destroyed America? I want the answer to be that I was proactive, that I stood, that I didn't just talk the talk. I walked the walk as well. Well, there are little things you can do and big things you can do. Start with the little things. First of all, Patriot Mobile. Make the switch today. They share your values. They won't send any of their money or your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America. They work for conservative causes, not against them. Now, I lead with that because it's so unusual, but this is too. You're going to get the same nationwide services, all while supporting a company that loves America and shares your values, supports our police, and it's easy to switch. You'll get great mobile service. You're also going to save money and stand up for what's right and good. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT and switch today. Free activation with the promo code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. On election night, you're one going to be part of the incredible coverage we have here at Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and subscribe. So the debate last night in Florida went probably, I think, as expected. Uh, DeSantis crushed. Uh, Charlie Chris was just kept trying to focus on abortion rights. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? DeSantis crushed? What debate were you watching? <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I was f- closely following the New York Times coverage on this. Yeah, and, were you? Uh, yeah, I got a totally different huh. picture of this. Like, for example, that time. When, uh, when <laughs> that good old Ron DeSantis always, always going to it, always with those misleading Republican claims, like last night when he said Mr. Christ was supporting abortion up until the moment of birth, this is a common Republican claim, but oh, abortion no. until the moment of birth doesn't exist. I, they literally wrote that sentence in the New York it's Times. It's called partial birth abortion. No, it does not exist. No, I am curious on this because we've seen many cases where it did exist Mm. and people were arrested for it. So those people obviously should be let out of prison. Can I ask you, do you think the writers at the New York Times think they're Jedis? Yes. I think honestly. That's not the abortion you were looking for. I was reading their coverage today and I think you might be onto something. I think they think they can wave their hands. What, what do you mean it doesn't exist? What, what does that mean? Now, you could say it doesn't occur frequently. It's not an incredibly common uh, procedure. You could certainly make that point, and that would be valid. It's not the most common type of abortion. To say it does not exist is like, it's insanity. What do you mean it doesn't exist? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about? War is peace. Right, Like, and, and, and let's just say for a moment it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. It still should be illegal, right? Right. Like, uh, Art the Clown from Terrifier 2 does not actually exist. He's a movie character. However, killer clowns should still be outlawed, (laughs) right? And the point of the comment from DeSantis is that Christ doesn't want it outlawed. He wants it to be legal. He wants it to be up to the woman whether the killer clown comes and decapitates think about the how, worker at his Think about door. how weak you are as an individual if you only read the New York Times and other. Yeah. You are now accepting that things that exist in the real world don't exist. Yeah. And things that don't exist in the real world do exist. Right. It's incredible. I mean, you have no chance of survival. Let, let me give you, can I give you a couple, another example from yeah. the DeSantis debate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, DeSantis also said Mr. Chris supported dismemberment abortions, a pejorative term for procedures performed later in pregnancy. Oh, I guess if you're dismembering a baby, you could describe it as pejorative because it is a negative connotation, the whole taking the baby apart thing. There is some negative association with that. Again, they don't but there's deny also that's the, what occurs during the abortion. They don't say that's not what he's describing it inaccurately. Yeah. It's just a negative way of saying taking the baby apart. <laughs> Can you? How but there's 
positive ways. There's positive ways. Like, he could have grown up to be a killer clown. I can. He was in a clown suit inside the womb. This procedure belongs in the killer clown movie. (laughs) That is where it should be. It shouldn't be something supported by half of the country. And by the way, it's not. Half of the politicians in this country, yes. But then, you go over to the house. Where Nancy Pelosi is running, she's trying her best to get Democrats elected. Can I give you some quotes from the sure. piece that came out? That was the DeSantis piece that you just heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, uh, should I give you the one more DeSantis one? It's pretty good. Yeah, go. All right. I'll give it to you. He gave also a graphic and inaccurate description of gender affirming care for transgendered children, suggesting falsely that doctors were mutilating minors. In reality, Gender-affirming care, which major, major medical associations, including pediatric associations, endorse, primarily involves social support, <laughs> non-permanent treatments like puberty blockers <laughs> and hormonal treatments. So all of the videos you've seen of doctors, surgeons describing how many times, bragging to their DEI departments, how often they've done these surgeries, that also doesn't exist. It's just social support. It's just, yeah, you go, Jill, you're really John. That's all it is. (laughs) Do you believe this Ron DeSantis character? But on the other side, in the house, (laughs) yeah, Nancy Pelosi also got covered. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll say this is the same type of treatment that Ron DeSantis received. Here's some quotes from the. These are all real quotes from the article today. New York Times in peak form. This may be peak New York Times. Wow. I'm. I'm maybe it was when they were denying the Holodomor, but I will say <laughs> it might just be today. Okay. Okay. Ms. Pelosi. This is a quote after multiple articles about how rich the new prime minister. And how awful and rich and how he's privileged the new prime minister of, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Great Britain. Yeah. The Ms. woman with the ice cream drawer in her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Ms. Pelosi is an 82-year-old juggernaut in Armani. Actual quote. A juggernaut in, in Armani, Armani. As in Giorgio Armani. Yes. So okay. for her. Uh-huh. It's a wonderful attribute that she owns these incredibly expensive clothes. Yes. The article directly above it, just how rich is the new prime minister of Britain? Rishi Sunak's ascent is breakthrough for diversity with privilege attached. Okay, back to Pelosi. Her energy level amazes and inspires her troops. I'm surprised her staff is not on record saying that she's lazy. I don't know. I'm surprised they couldn't get that quote out of them. You know, she's actually lazy and awful. I don't know. She is masterful said Representative Haley Stevens, a Michigan Democrat. Mm. And this one, I don't know what to make of this. I would like your opinion on what to make of this quote. As she campaigned last week, she carried in her purse a sausage. (laughs) This is a real quote. As Is she campaigned any... last week, she compa- she carried in her purse a sausage wrapped in a bow presented to her by a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Biden <laughs> walked up to Nancy Pelosi and said, Madam Speaker, here's a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped in a bow. And she's carrying it around in her purse. Who carries a I sausage in her purse? I don't. I do not want to answer that <laughs> no. as I may be on trial with the FCC. <laughs> I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break. A sausage. Uh, she has a purse sausage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi is walking around. Mm. You want to talk about signs of dementia? Isn't number one on the list? You're carrying a sausage in your purse. <laughs> Where did I put that sausage? Uh, okay. If out of the blue one day, someone just gave you a chance to save seven... That's in the New York, New York Times. Times. <sighs> someone just gave you the chance to save $700 a month. No strings attached. Would you take it? Right? Okay. This is what American Financing is saving homeowners who call them right now. An average of $695 a month. That is the kind of money that can really help you in today's world. So please take 10 minutes out of your your time today and just call American Financing. Get started and just there's no strings attached. There's no pressure. You just say, hey, look, here's my situation. I've got these and bills, this, you know, my house and whatever. And you give them the information. They may not be able to help you, but likely they can. If the average is 695, I mean, maybe you can save more. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So glad you've tuned in today. We've got uh, another debate tonight that I have to watch. Yeah, this is a have big one. This is, the, this is the debate, I think. Tonight. This is Oz and Warnock. Oh, uh, wow, that's even bigger. Those are Pennsylvania oh, no, sorry, sorry, Georgia. Sorry, 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 that's sorry, incredible. Sorry. I, Oz and Fetterman. Oh, okay. I got another story on Warnock I was thinking about. Um, Oz and Fetterman, closed captioning. Not for the hearing impaired, but for the mentally impaired Fetterman. Um, and they are really playing this down. This really isn't his forum. What is his forum? Because speaking in front of crowds is not really his forum either. His forum is letting his interns tweet. That's his forum. It, letting his interns tweet insults about the types of vegetables Dr. Oz buys at grocery stores. That's, that's the type. That's what they do. And like, you know, it's funny because they, they're very critical of every little snide comment that comes out of the Oz campaign. And there were a couple early on, not mm-hmm. even early on, but about the stroke saying like, you know, the guy can't, you know, he can't seem to do this, which is really notable and something that's important. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, all they do is he preys on, on Fetterman. And obviously it's not Fetterman doing this, but the Fetterman staff who's, who, who just come out with like wise ass comments about Dr. Oz and where he lives and that he want, once said the word crudite. Like that's literally his entire campaign. 
Hey, Dr. Oz is from New Jersey. He's rich, and he bought crudite once, and he said it on, on a YouTube video. Wow. Wow. What, wow. what, what an, I mean, it's almost too much policy. You know, every once in a while, I get overwhelmed in the details. It's a little wonky. So he, so, uh, he is going to be fine if he's in the Senate, but he has to have closed captioning to follow what's going on uh, during the debate. You know that the Senate is a the deliberative de- yeah. body. It's a great it's deliberative a de- body. It's a debating scene there. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. It's most of the job. Yes. You know, some people have pointed out, I can't remember who said that. It might have been uh, somebody on the on the right said this. You know, governor's a different gig, right? Like governor, you know, you're behind the scenes more. You're doing more policy stuff. You could probably... It could probably get away with more of the lack of being able to speak as a governor. It's still important, but like as a senator, it's your whole job. I mean, it's your whole job is to, well, to debate. Listen, this is they're preparing. Um, we're prepared for Oz's allies and right wing <laughs> media to circulate malicious viral videos after the debate that's going to try to paint John in a negative light because of awkward pauses, missing some words, or mushing other words <laughs> together. Uh, and the the captioning process may also lead to time delays and errors in the exchange between the moderators and the candidates. In fact, because the captions are going to be typed out by human beings in real time on live TV, some amount of human error in the transcription is inevitable, which may cause temporary miscommunications at times. Hmm. Again, like we're told. Could you set the bar any lower? Yeah. By the way, that's from his senior communications advisor. They're saying, like, yeah, you might be mushing a lot of words together, guys. We better be ready for this. Um, but, like, we are told, right, the problem is, if, you know, first of all, we're making fun of disabilities. Now, no, that's that's no, their new not. pitch. No, we're not. Not at all. We're told that the issue here is that he just can't understand speech. Now, look, that's a big thing, right? Like, I... <laughs> Why Why do you ask that with a question? Why do you ask that question? Right. I think it's a pretty it's, big thing. Yeah. But like you could make the argument, okay, someone who's deaf could be a senator. Yes. Right? Um, and they would have to have these types of things. But, but that it, doesn't come with confusion. Right. And like what we're talking about, mushing words together is not about hearing. It's about speaking. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, heard a, I heard a clip when we were doing some research this morning of Fetterman. It was not edited. And it was... Honestly, one of the most disturbing clips I've ever heard. I, I've never heard it before. Maybe it's made the rounds more in, in Pennsylvania. I, I should get this for you maybe later in the show. It w- I mean, it's, it's thir- 30 seconds that feels like 30 minutes of him trying to get through one thought. And like legitimately, it's sad to hear. It is like legitimately sad to hear. But like when you're hiring someone for one of 100 jobs in the nation in a in a group of people whose main job is to debate and vote, like, you're telling me you can't take this into account? And I wonder how many people in Pennsylvania have just been hearing the spin about, oh, he's actually going to be fine. Remember, this guy is not only not fine, he also continually lied about what happened to him for months. He said it was nothing. They joked about it. Later on, they revealed he almost died. Let me ask you a question. If he does okay today, if he's just okay, yeah, it's the bar set. So he's low. not. He's he's not good, but he's not horrible. Does that give 
Pennsylvania's the permission that they're looking for. Go see, he's not possible. so bad. I do think that's possible. I do too. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look at it and feel really weird about watching it. But he, if he does okay, that'll help. The other thing that could happen, the other danger here, is Oz could overreach. Oz could come off as seeming uh, like he's. Uh, I mean, he needs to practice bedside manner here. He's a doctor, mm-hmm. and that's what he really needs here. I think he will. I think he will too. I, I, and he's been pretty under. Like he is. No one has anything on on him really saying anything about this. But if in the if he if he hits the wrong note, yes, after a bad moment of Fetterman, it could it could cost him. He, he has to be very careful. It's not without risk debating someone like this. And you're right. The bar is set so low for Fetterman. If he can be mildly coherent for an hour, it's probably going to help him. Yeah, it it will help Oz, I think, as well. If he just if he looks competent, not mean mm-hmm. uh, about this and just together. And he's a look, he's obviously a good communicator. He's yeah. made his career on this. Yeah. He should be this. This, this is should. This is his platform. There, like the same thing that it's a, it's the opposite of the Herschel Walker thing. Walker came out. He downplayed how bad he was going to be. And obviously, Warnock should win that debate easily. He, you know, he's a he's a pastor. He's been doing this his entire life, public speaking. And Walker wound up kicking his butt. Yeah. And now there's a poll out today where he's winning again uh, in Georgia. Good. So uh, there is some risk here for Dr. Oz, but also there's a real opportunity for people who have not paid close attention to this to show the, the, the vast difference between these candidates. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Is the McGrib, would you say, healthy if you sprinkle rough greens on it? I don't and- know if rough greens can... Uh, overwhelm the negative. the negative of of a McRib sandwich. I I was thinking that uh, you know as I was getting ready to do the rough greens, I'm like a McRib. I mean, I think they they pour that out into a little container, a liquid form, to make it look like meat, and it's and it looks like it has bones, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it does have bones. Your dog. <laughs> you know, what's not healthy McRibs. You might want to put some rough greens on your dog food because your dog food, if it's kibble food, not a, not healthy either for your dog. Get a free trial bag of rough greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. All right. Eric Schmidt is, uh, is going to be uh, deposing Anthony Fauci under oath for a lawsuit with Louisiana and uh, Missouri. We're going to talk to him next.
Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. You want to know somebody who is punching back hard is Eric Schmidt. He's the Missouri Attorney General. He's running for U.S. Senate, uh, but we're not going to talk to him really about his campaign. We're going to talk to him about the things he's doing right now as the Attorney General. 19 Republican-led states are launching an investigation into six large U.S. banks over ESG policies. He also has just won uh, in court the right to investigate the propaganda that the White House and Fauci were coordinating to try to sell the COVID uh, campaign. He's going to have him under oath now, court ordered. He and I believe the Attorney General of Louisiana They've been fighting all summer for this. It has just been approved. We're going to talk to him in 60 seconds. So your phone spends most of its time costing you money from the phone service itself to all the crap we're all buying online. That phone is basically burning a hole through your wallet. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if there was something that could put your phone uh, kind of on a diet? It would save instead of cost. Upside is an amazing app for your phone that will save you money on gas, on groceries, on dining out. All you have to do is download it and use my promo code BECK. You'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And from there, you just find an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, and when you pay, you get paid. It's easy and you feel the results right where it counts in the wallet. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code BECK. You'll get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. 25 cents a gallon. First tank of gas, Upside. Use the promo code BECK. Go to the App Store and download the app, Upside. Eric Schmidt is joining us now. He's running for U.S. uh, Senate. He is currently the Missouri Attorney General. Hello, Eric. How are you? Good to be with you. I'm doing great, Glenn. Hey, uh, I just have to ask you, does some of your tenacity come from the fact that your, I think it was your grandfather, was in the 7th Army, which, if I'm not mistaken, the 7th was Patton, wasn't it? Well, he was in the the 44th Infantry Division, and they saw a lot of combat. And my grandfather had an 8th grade education and fought in World War II, came back started a, a butcher shop uh, where, you know, I raised a family. My dad worked seven days a week in the midnight shift. And so, yeah, I think I think I got some of that grit and determination from my family and that work ethic because there's a lot of work to do, but uh, oh, I'm certainly blessed to have to be in a position to do some of this stuff. So um, I want to talk to you about two things, ESG and uh, the COVID investigation. Can we start there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Which which one do you want to talk about, ESG or or, or the COVID investigation? Yeah, let's do that first. The court yeah, so, gr- um, granted your request to depose Anthony Fauci and also Jen uh, Saki and and others about the administration colluding with social media to uh, to s- suppress free speech. Yeah, so we filed the lawsuit, and uh, it's a landmark lawsuit. When we filed it in the spring, we've been fighting all summer to get. Uh, discovery, which we've received, and now we've got an order to take the depositions of Fauci and Saki under oath and others, which is a big, uh, um, a big thing in this case to get to the truth. Because as you know, Glenn, the, the First Amendment 
is the beating heart of our Constitution. We're born with the right to speak our minds and have opinions, and government's role is to protect that right, certainly not to infringe upon that right. And what we've seen, especially during COVID, was a government outsourcing its censorship to big tech giants like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And through this discovery and this lawsuit, we found out that they were holding weekly censorship meetings, that that, uh, senior Facebook officials were texting the Surgeon General of the United States saying, hey, yeah, we took that one down. What else can we do? I mean, coordinating directly and colluding directly with the government to silence people, to deplatform them, to, you know, to essentially silence them. And uh, we also know that, uh, uh, you know, obviously Anthony Fauci was a part of this. Jen Psaki was, you know, when she was press secretary, spoke openly about how they were flagging posts for Facebook. And so now for the first time, we get a look under the hood. We've actually got the documents to prove this was actually happening. But on Friday, we got a court order to take Fauci's deposition. And I just think um, for a lot of reasons, Glenn, this is critical because what we saw during COVID was wasn't about the science. We know that. It wasn't about anything like that. It was about power and control. And if you dared to disagree, if you dared to have a dissenting opinion, I mean, they came after you. And not just MSNBC and these you no. know, crazies on the Individuals. left, but the government. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The government of the United States. Correct, correct. Uh, the government was using um, these. I mean, it is, it's a public-private partnership between social media and the White House and the government. And it's absolutely wrong. So you're investigating this. What is, what's the ramification if you can prove this in a court of law? What, what happens? What's the penalty? Well, ultimately, yeah, I mean, ultimately we're seeking to enjoin it to stop it. But I think, Glenn, um, maybe the most important work that could come from all of this, there's a lot of, I suppose, repercussions down the line. But exposing this, because, you know, this would be the job of, uh, of a press that wasn't so aligned, right, with right. the Biden administration. And by the way, part of this investigation also is not just what was happening during COVID, but, you know, uh, we also are taking the deposition of, um, of a, um, an FBI official who has bragged on a podcast about his working relationship with big tech and the Hunter Biden laptop story. So all of these things that, you know, people were pointing out as this is, you know, this is unbelievable. We can't believe this is happening in the United States of America. This is Orwellian. In this lawsuit, we get the opportunity to actually show documents, to show emails, to show text messages in these sworn depositions that will be taken. What was actually happening? And I don't care what your political stripe is, Glenn. This ought to scare the bejesus out of everybody. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that um, you see happening in other countries. That if it was happening in other countries, our State Department would be warning us about the level right. of censorship right. and government action and authoritarianism. Uh, and I think we have to stand up and we have to push back. And, uh, you know, I've been unafraid to do so. And we're, and we're making progress. Um, let me just tie it to the Senate. Will you take this kind of stuff to the Senate? And do you have enough allies in the Senate to get this on the table and on the agenda? I hope so, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the same fighting spirit I've had as attorney general and take it to the Senate because I think a very important role over the next two years, assuming we take the majority, which will be very important, um, is this oversight role. And you got to have tough people who are unafraid to ask these questions. And I've said, you know, when, when Fauci announced that his retirement in December, 
um, you know, that should not excuse him from being, you know, called before Congress. So Fauci oh, yeah. ought to clear his calendar for 2023 because it's not just about the COVID censorship. We still need answers on what he knew about the, you know, gain-of-function research, his role with that, right, covering it up with the World Health Organization, not being honest with the American people, coordinating with the teachers' unions to shut down schools and force five-year-olds to wear masks. We cannot let this stuff ever happen again. And the only way we're ever going to do that is to get answers, hold these people's feet to the fire, and I'm committed to doing that. We ought to bring in senior Justice Department officials. Why is it our Justice Department is targeting, you know, political enemies? Why is it okay for pro-life, you know, folks to be targeted? Why are parents being investigated under the Patriot Act for showing up to school board meetings? Uh, there's a lot of things we need to do, but I'm going to be right in the center of it. I promise you that. Okay, Eric Schmidt, he is running for U.S. Senate in Missouri. He is the current Missouri Attorney General. He has also been outstanding on ESG. We're going to talk to him about uh, his his new uh, litigation against the banks and his um, his questionnaire that he has sent the banks and what it all means in 60 seconds. First, I want to take a moment to talk about the food that you've been feeding your dog. Is it healthy? I've always thought it was i mean we buy the best kibble food out there and you know you put it in the dish and they eat it or don't in uno's case he wouldn't eat it um uh, but he's always been a picky eater we thought we had the best i mean we went to the vet is this the best what do we feed him this great okay kibble food is sterilized so your dog's not getting that much out of it he's not getting the best you can give him now this is not a dog food this is a supplement that you put on your dog's food it's called rough greens and it's an idea developed by uh, naturopathic dr dennis black you sprinkle it on the food chock full of vitamins minerals probiotics antioxidants if it's healthy for your dog it's most likely in rough greens most dogs love it and go crazy for it uno does um president miles does and Stu's dogs the folks at Rough Greens want to send you a first trial pack just to make sure your dog likes it. So you're not out anything. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. If your dog likes it and eats it, then get a full bag and watch the difference in your dog over the coming months. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Eric Schmidt, who is uh, running for uh, U.S. Senate and uh, currently, Stu, beating his opponent, right, in the polls? Yeah, seems that way, although you can never be too sure. Make sure you go out and vote. Yeah, vote, 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 vote. Um, Eric, I want to talk to you also here about your work on ESG. You have led 19 states in a coalition to launch an investigation into six major banks over ESG investing. Tell me about this. Yeah, no, I know, Glenn, this is something you've been talking about for a very long time, and, and this is real. And I think the American people are becoming more familiar with the term and what it means and what the repercussions could mean for the United States. So, you know, six of the largest banks, we launched an investigation into them. We issued subpoenas. We launched that uh, early last week um, to get at their involvement in this net zero banking alliance. And what is that? It is a United Nations governs alliance among 
some of the biggest banks in the world. And to put that in perspective, they control about 40% of all the banking assets in the United States, these six banks. And what they've committed to do is to, by 2050, and benchmarks all along the way, have a portfolio that is a net carbon neutral portfolio. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that they're going to cut off lending and capital for oil and gas um, and energy exploration, auto manufacturing, agriculture. I mean, this is far-reaching, and it is not uh, just about oil and gas. I mean, this gets at everything. For example, the farmer that has too many diesel-powered vehicles on his farm might not get that loan. I mean, this is incredibly scary stuff. They've committed to it. And so we've launched this investigation because this thing uh, sounds a lot like anti-competitive behavior. It sounds a lot like unfair trade practices. And so Missouri's leading the charge with these other states to investigate this and actually issue these subpoenas and get to the bottom of it. Because, Glenn, what we're seeing right now with inflation, obviously, when you spend trillions and you cut off and, you know, domestic energy supply and declare war on American energy, you get higher prices for everything. That's what we're seeing right now. This is the long-term vision for that. This is to make sure that, you know, this happens in the long run. And everybody's going to pay a lot more for everything. And it's also feeding away American sovereignty. Big time. And the idea that the United Nations would be dictating who gets a loan. What farmer gets a loan? What startup? You know, we have all the energy we'll ever need in this country to be energy dominant and to export that to our friends and allies around the world. And this is a direct threat to that, no doubt. So you sent a list of of questions uh, about, you know, you've, you've, uh, you say you're part of the Global Climate Initiative, identify who made the decision to join, uh, include any involvement or input from your board of directors, investors, covered companies, and your reasoning. What exactly are you doing? What is your participation level? What are you expecting to find? Uh, well, we've launched it and we want to know more. Because as I said, the legal issues here, this is not just, uh, you know, we could object to this um, theoretically, rhetorically. We can talk about the implications it could have for the economy. All of those things are legitimate points of discussion, and, and I think you and I see eye to eye on that. But this is, these are legal documents, right? These are, these are civil investigative demands, essentially subpoenas, saying you need to tell us more about this because we have laws in our state that might forbid this practice. And, um, and so we want to get them on the record find out what exactly, um, you know, the process has been for them internally. Have they been working together on this? Again, this is 40% of all the banking assets in the United States. And it's not just 2050. There are benchmarks all along the way that, again, will siphon off, cut off lending and capital for energy exploration. The manufacturing of cars, you know, farm loans. I mean, this is pretty far-reaching and uh, deserves scrutiny. Um, so tell me about the, uh, election. How you doing so far? How are you feeling? We're, I mean, we're, we're, uh, in a good position. Um, I think we're in a strong position, but I'm running against, uh, an heiress, uh, of the Anheuser-Busch fortune okay. who is outspending us right now. And, and by the way, you can't make this stuff up when, you know, my dad worked at Anheuser-Busch seven days a week of the midnight shift. I referenced that I actually in college gave tours and took out the trash at the estate that she grew up on. The media hates this, right? Because <laughs> who says blue collar roots who's, who's fighting for working class families, taking on an out of touch limousine liberal. 
So that's obviously a difference in our backgrounds, but also our beliefs. I mean, she signed on to the Green New Deal. She's campaigning to be the 51st vote um, for the Biden agenda would be a total disaster is oh. for eliminating the filibuster, packing the court. And so, you know, we've got a tough race here that we're going to um, continue to run through the tape because getting the majority, getting to 51 certainly runs through Missouri. And if, you know, people want to help, they can text Schmidt to 30409. We'd appreciate it. We've uh, got 14 days to save America here. Glenn, yeah, I know, I know. Doing everything I can. I know. Um, by the way, she's outspending uh, Eric two to one. And this is what's happening. You know, Nancy Pelosi just came out a couple of days ago and said, and they're just all this dark money is being poured in. What are you talking about? The Democrats are outspending two and three to one in every case. It's crazy the amount of money that they're spending and uh, doesn't look like it's working so far. Thank you so well, much. You know, go ahead. Yeah, we'll keep fighting. Glenn. Thanks. We'll keep fighting. Thanks for all that you do. And like I said, Everything we talked about today and on your show previously, I'm going to take that same spirit to the Senate. We need more reinforcements in Washington, and I uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Eric Schmidt, um, an attorney general I am most impressed with. He has taken the bull by the horns on a few items and is relentless, just relentless, uh, and would be great to have that kind of a wake-up call in the, uh, in the Senate. Okay, Uh, the Fetterman debate is uh, tonight, Dr. Oz and Fetterman. Do we have a website I can give out where you can watch it online? I want to be able to watch it. You emailed me. Um, I really want to watch it tonight. Um, And uh, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I guess you can get there's other shows on at that time. I wouldn't watch anything else. You don't want to. You don't want to waste your eight p.m. hour. It's an important hour. But it's a. If you're in the East Coast, I mean, uh, eight p.m. is vital to you. Uh, the only thing I could think of, I don't know, maybe go to blazetv.com/slash/glenn, use the promo code Glenn, and then watch uh, whatever's on then. No, it's you know, not. Stu does America. Whatever's on, you know, whatever happens to air at that particular moment. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Probably nothing good. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, you if you watch that, I mean, you might miss. Super, super classics from Fetterman like this. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win, or excuse me, to to work? Oh. No, that's that's, that's totally okay. Wait, 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 wait. Your Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, response? <laughs> wow. Uh, if that happens, I don't know what you do. I mean, I think you just try to let, I think you let the people of Pennsylvania watch what just happened and judge for themselves. And you know? then it's just say, I, I am honestly not sure what he was saying but maybe it was just me here's what we need to say yeah that's don't all be do. smart about it don't just you i think you have to recognize it and it could just you got to be really careful because that's yeah. really uncomfortable if you're I, sitting just listening in, to that clip we've listened to a few times off the air yeah. too I, every time it starts i start to cringe i feel yeah. like my stomach tightening 
Yeah. It's like, uh, it's really, and I don't have apps, so I that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. It's the new Fetterman <laughs> workout, the ab workout. It's fantastic. What is wrong mm. with demanding for... Right. I got it. I got it. An easy, oh. safe... Let it burn. ...kind of their oh income. Oh. A path to a safe place for them to win. Oh. Or excuse me, to, to work. <sighs> that, I mean, uh, that's sad, man. Watching that's... that, watch if that happens tonight, I think the race is over. I mean, unless Oz, you know, blows it. Um, but that that's just uncomfortable to watch. That is just uncomfortable to watch. Mm. <sighs> okay. God, could you just please... Let the Republic have common sense just for a couple of weeks. Just a couple of weeks, common sense. The Glenn Beck Program. Tunnel Towers Foundation. I did that like Fetterman, didn't I? Tunnel Towers to Foundation is delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's heroes that they have made for us. Let me tell you about Mario Nelson. After 9-11, Mario was involved with the recovery efforts at Ground Zero, and that experience motivated him to enlist in the U.S. Army. He was sent to Iraq, where sadly he was killed in action, and now Mario, only 26, he had a wife and a young daughter. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation saw to it that they received a mortgage-free home. Your kindness, your generosity provided them with the financial stability they needed right when they needed it the most. Whether they're ensuring that families can stay in the home where they made memories with their fallen loved one or helping families make new memories that they'll cherish forever, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is out there doing so much good. They need your help. Donate $11 a month now at Tunnel to Towers. It's T. The number 2T.org. That's T2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We are... Uh, Pleased to have on another U.S. Senate candidate. This one is a retired U.S. Army Brigadier General uh, Don Bolduc, and uh, he was what 13 points behind. Yeah, he won the primary, and it was all the polls were showing him down double digits. Uh, the, the media was telling us he was this extreme candidate, and he had no chance of winning. And latest poll has him down one. Holy cow! Welcome. How are you, Don? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm very good. So uh, tell me what the difference is between you and, and explain to America is a, a New Hampshire Republican. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I think what it means uh, right now is a particularly a Republican who is an outsider, native born, spent 33 plus years in the military serving his country from private to general and has demonstrated leadership uh, in, you know, a variety of situations, training, humanitarian operations, combat operation, came back to his state five years ago and with his wife and family began helping veterans and family members and then many people across our disabled community get the help that they need, the help that they're not getting. Uh, what they see is me is an outsider 
someone who's not a career politician, someone who's not going to heed to special interests, lobbyists, uh, and the wealthy political elite, and is going to go down there and do what our founding fathers wanted senators to do, and that is be an ambassador to the state in which they come in Washington, D.C., to better the lives of granite staters, and you know, for me in particular, and Americans. And it's message over money right now. And she has voted 100% with Joe Biden's failed policies and 96% with Chuck Schumer and the, wow. and the Democrat. So uh, people want an outsider and they want someone who's going to go down there and fight for the future of their children and grandchildren and their current livelihood, which they're be having to make choices between heating and eating and retirees coming out of retirement to have to get jobs in order to maintain a standard of living they didn't have to maintain um, two years ago. So you are talking about the the big issue with you seems to be heating and eating. Uh, and and I, what causes this? What 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 is it that the Senate could do that would reverse this or stop whatever's causing it? What is it? Well, I think what it is is reversing the bad energy decisions that that Biden has made and that the current Democrats have have um, endorsed 100 percent. That's what the inflation is linked to. And in August, you know, Senator Hassan, along with the other Democrats, voted against expanding our petroleum and natural gas, uh, you know, uh, you know, expanding that so that we could buy down inflation. We could buy down heating costs. Uh, you know, natural gas costs, uh, costs at the gas pump, costs in the grocery store. And as it stands now, those are going to double in December. So we need to go down there and do the exact opposite because this inflation that people are feeling is tied directly to energy dependence. And we need to do what the previous administration did, and that is invest in energy independence. And we can do that. We can do that by reinitiating the, the XL pipeline, by uh, – by expanding exploration, by expanding fracking, by drilling, uh, that opens up the permits and leases. Uh, right now in New, Hamp- in, in New England, this winter, we have been warned that with the nat- natural gas shortage from a normal 18 billion cubic feet that comes to New England, we're only going to get 2 billion cubic feet. And that Holy runs our electric grid. And that is going to cause blackouts. And children across this state in you know, in a climate that gets below zero and in some in some areas of New Hampshire, 40 below zero and they're not going to have heat. They're not going to have electricity. Uh, you know, they're not going to have the means to buy food or put gas in their cars and trucks to get out and move snow and get and get from point A to point B. Uh, the misery index is going to be extremely high here in the Grand State and across the country. And, and this is the fault of Senator Hassan. Uh, in the way she's been voting, and Granite Staters know it, and they're looking for an outsider to go down there and did what he, he did in the military, and that is fight for this country, fight for its freedoms, its liberty, its economic prosperity, and its safety and security. I will tell you, it is crazy that we are saying that there's going to be fuel shortages here in America. Here in Texas, natural gas has dropped almost to zero. There is such a glut of natural gas here in uh, in Texas that they're honestly talking about paying people to take the natural gas 
out of the system here in Texas. There, nobody's nobody's getting it. Nobody's nobody's buying it uh, right now, right. and it's it's plentiful in Texas. This is insanity that this is going on. It is insanity, and you know, and it's it's designed ultimately for continued government control through fear and uncertainty across all our institutions, family, religious, political, military, economic, to get people to be, um, you know, dependent upon the government and not independent because we're on this bad road away from our great constitutional republic, away from our values and our principles and our God-given rights that we're supposed to protect. This is what's been happening over the last 40, 50 years. And now all the caution signs for that are in the rearview mirror. And we need to get out ahead of this. And we do it in 2022 by sending a message to Washington, D.C. and to the current president of the United States that enough is enough. We want our livelihoods back. We want you out of our business. And we want to live our lives free and fair with little government interference. Um, we're talking to former Brigadier General um, Don Bulldog. He is running for U.S. Senate out of New Hampshire. I will tell you, when we checked into you, Don, uh, a couple of the guys that, that uh, work for me who have pretty extensive military service, I asked them, can you get the first look on him? Let me find out who he was. They came back and said, very impressive career. Um, let me ask you a, a military question. Um, the 101st Airborne has just been sent into Romania. They're three miles from the Ukrainian border. I don't know what our president is is thinking, but I don't think the American people uh, are for a war with with Russia. Is this a concerning sign to you that we've just sent the airborne over there? First time in 80 years. Yes, sir. It's a very concerning sign because that's how it starts, you know. It starts first by not having a plan, allowing something like this to happen, uh, because we have weak foreign policy across the board with our with our military leadership, our State Department, the B team over there in the White House, National Security Council staff. They have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They opened up the floodgates for these type of pro- uh, provocations with their debacle withdrawal from Afghanistan. They emboldened China, Russia, North Korea, Iran. They caused this. They didn't do anything about it. They watched it. They continue to watch it. They continue to throw money at it, step one. Step two, oh, now we're just going to, uh, you know, send a light infantry division over there, Um, a light infantry division, by the way, which is the first step to dipping our toe uh, into putting boots on the ground, conventional boots on the ground, which is where none of us want to go. If we would just get tough with Putin and just, completely shut down his energy capability. We would bring the Russian people to the table. They would say enough is enough to him. The Politburo would say enough is enough to him. And we would drag his butt to the table and, uh, and broker a peace deal. And we wouldn't uh, have to foot the bill. This is very dangerous, sir. This is what they do. And they did it for 20 years in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. They continue to do it in Africa and many other places that Americans just go along every single day. Don't think much about it. But this but would, the, General, this would not be a war that would be like those, would it? I mean, this is war with Russia. Doesn't that get pretty yeah, serious pretty quickly? War. Right. 
This is a conventional war that will escalate all the way across Europe. Uh, and and um, one that our military, I would remind everybody, has been rated weak, incapable of conducting a ground war. We went from marginal to weak, according to the Heritage Foundation study yeah. from 2022 to 2023. We don't have the Navy, the Air Force, the ground forces, uh, the logistical capability. Heck, um, our service members have been spending more time on CRT, gender training, and pronouns than they have shoot, move, and communicate. Um, we have low morale. We can't recruit. We can't retain. Uh, and we cannot sustain the, you know, a conventional uh, war. And it's a fact. And, and that is sad. And that's the doing of you know, the Biden administration. It's the doing of the Democrats there. They weakened us to the point where, yeah, this isn't going to be unconventional warfare. This isn't going to be, uh, you know, you know, limited boots on the ground. This will escalate to a conventional war across Europe. And none of us want to go there and none of us can afford that. Uh, Don, thank you very much. Um, former Brigadier General Don Bulldog. He is uh, again running in New Hampshire. How does somebody get involved with your uh, Senate campaign? Oh, thank you for reminding me on that, sir. Uh, <laughs> you go to donbaldick.com. Um, and, uh, you know, let's face it. I got a $30 million uh, Democrat candidate getting money from special interests and lobbyists. And I have a million dollar budget. Uh, and so wow. we're going to win this. We've closed it up to one point now. We're going to surge faster. But I could sure use some help. I get it. It's hard economic times. But you can go to DonBaldick.com and help me out. It would be greatly appreciated. Anything helps. And thank you for allowing me to plug that, sir. You, you bet. Don, God bless. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. U.S. Senate candidate uh, Don B-O-L-D, Bolduck, U-C, Bolduck, um, DonBolduck.com. I liked him. Do you like him? Yeah. He seemed just like common sense. You know, he's like, yeah, he's <laughs> That's a stupid. It seems right. like yeah, like a, a military guy and no nonsense. Yeah, and you know it, it's tough when you're dealing with some of these candidates and these races to put up with the nonsense. So I'm glad I'm you know. Boy, would that be that, that, that would be see, that's the that'd race. be a sign of a red wave. I mean, yeah. a tidal wave if he gets yeah. in. Not that he's a better or worse candidate. It's just that's New Hampshire. Yeah, I've had that as lean uh, Democrat for a while and i think it's it's ready to move into toss-up category we are there wow. i mean the, the last two uh, polls that have been out with one point and three points and this is by the way another one of these races that the mainstream told you give up on we're not putting any money into it we're going to ignore it this guy he's too extreme for new hampshire well i don't know the people of new hampshire don't seem to think so it's amazing how how little money is making a difference in this race isn't it yeah and it's because of real issues people are dealing with every Correct. single day yeah um you can laugh about the poss possibility of nuclear war all you want but um we're closer than we have been in decades maybe since the cuban missile crisis um and that's only the worst case scenario we are still looking at potential food shortages in this country they are coming brought on by intentionally mismanaged inflationary economy that's uh, a little harder to laugh at, and we won't be laughing soon. We all need to prepare 
now. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. They have a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. It includes um, delicious, easy-to-make breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, totaling 2,000 calories a day so you can keep up your strength and your energy. It's really good food. Uh, and it's, you know, something that you can keep for 25 years if you need to just for a disaster. Or you could, um, you know, use it if things just get dicey and um, you're having a hard time at the supermarket. Save $250 now. MyPatriotSupply.com. We're fast approaching the day when you will have to depend on yourself. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. I can't tell you the last time I was nervous for an interview. Can you think of the last time I was nervous to talk to somebody? No, but when you're nervous for an interview, the most important thing you can do is not blow it, you know, in right. a really big way. Thank you. Thank you know, you. don't screw it up so yeah. everyone's laughing all at right, you. All right, all right. <laughs> Catherine Limbaugh is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. That's so cool. And um, she's just put out a new book, Radio's Greatest of All Time, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, David and Catherine and Rush put this book together. Um, they started it, uh, while he was alive. And, uh, so it kind of has his fingerprint on it is my understanding. It is, it is a really great book. It, mm-hmm. It's full. You, you think, you know, Rush Limbaugh, but when you look at his life through pictures and through commentary, you realize this guy was. I mean, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's almost it's like hard a, to understate what that means. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the greatest of all time tells the or story for, yeah. for sure. And you go through his entire history. I mean, you know, he did everything. I mean, he really built the entire industry of talk radio single-handedly. I, I will tell you, and I think anybody who doesn't say this in talk radio is uh, arrogant or stupid. But it rush, we owe our careers to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. I, I mean, there's any doubt. Yeah. And, and to do it at the time that he was doing it at, he was the first and he was the first to use satellite time. I mean, it's 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 an amazing story. The reason why conservatives, uh, Rush Limbaugh, saved AM radio, which was about to die out was because Rush's partner happened to have some extra satellite time that he got as terms of his exit package when he left ABC. And ABC was like, what are you going to do with satellite time? Fine, give him satellite time. And he put Rush on a satellite. Nobody is nobody was doing that at that time. Mm. And he became a phenomenon. And radio has not been the same since. And it certainly hasn't been the same since we lost him. The first interview with Catherine Limbaugh on radio's greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh, next. The Glenn Beck Program. American Made means something to us. means something to me. I think it does to you as well. You know, 
when something is made in America, I mean, really made in America, every piece from the ground up, you know that you're getting the best. You're getting true quality and a product that has real merit and usually a company that has either gone into the firestorm to make it in America or survived the, the firestorm. It's what you get when you buy American, American giant. This is clothing. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here. You're not just buying some clothing. You're investing in the process that will bring America back to life, to get back to the independent spirit of American manufacturing. It means something when you have a piece of clothing that has the American giant patch on it. Please check it out. There's an American giant in all of us. Go to AmericanGiant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. All right. The one and only Catherine Limbaugh. Next. I have to tell you, I am rarely, and I can't remember the last interview, that I actually was nervous about. This one makes me nervous. It's Rush Limbaugh's wife. Her first interview about the book Radio's Greatest of All Time, Rush Limbaugh. It is a fantastic book that if you ever listen to Rush Limbaugh, you should have. It is beautiful, well done, well written, a true tribute to a national uh, icon and hero. I'm not just nervous because she is Rush Limbaugh's, or was Rush Limbaugh's wife, but she is also Catherine Adams Limbaugh. Adams, as in John Quincy Adams. Her family came over on the Mayflower. She, when you hear her record of what she's accomplished, you'll understand. Rush Limbaugh's life through the eyes of his wife in 60 seconds. Trust is a word you don't throw around lightly. I'm sure you don't either. I don't. Um, the really big discussions in life when you need help really figuring things out you want somebody there that you really trust right now might actually be a good time to look into the housing market interest rates are at historic norms now that's the thing we forget the you know one percent two percent interest rate that was a, a bizarre fluke that happened now we're normalizing the interest rates and it is very very painful but they're also headed in another direction they're headed up still 
prices are also starting to come down on homes. If you if you uh, are looking for a new home because you have to, or you're just like, I think, I, uh, honey, we should move. Please, there's a company where trust comes in. It's called Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll pair you up with someone from your area or the area you're moving to who understands the real estate business inside and out and knows that area. These are the top sellers that we vet personally on a regular basis. The type of person you'll find yourself being friends with in the end. The type of person you'll find yourself trusting to help you succeed. Realestateagentsitrust.com. A free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And greetings to you, thrill seekers, conversationalists, and uh, music lovers all across the bountiful and optimistic fruited plain. It's the Rush Limbaugh program here on the Excellence in Broadcasting Network. And greetings to you, thrill seekers, conversationalists. Catherine Adams Limbaugh. Let me just explain who she is. She was born in Massachusetts. She is a direct descendant from the Mayflower, direct lineage to John and uh, and John Quincy Adams. Catherine uh, has traveled to and lived in over 40 countries on five continents, originally due to her mother's career as an American diplomat and her father's international business career following graduation from the Naval Academy. Throughout her youth, Catherine gained vast, well-rounded experiences, routinely representing the United States abroad, liaisoning with uh, heads of state, ambassadors, and high-ranking military officers, while also witnessing human suffering firsthand, including extreme poverty and disease. Early on, Catherine made it a lifelong mission to help others in times of crisis, encourage people to reach their highest potential. At 15, she taught English as a volunteer while living in a remote country in West Africa. She translated for American military doctors who would set up field hospitals on, uh, on missions and raise funds for underprivileged children, leading to a national recognition as Foreign Service Teen of the Year. She is uh, also the co-author of the number one New York Times bestselling Adventures of Rush Revere American History Book Series. Um, she also has been a major player and led major productions, um, part of significant charitable efforts, including Nelson Mandela Invitational in South Africa, the Stand Up for Betsy Ross campaign with her husband, which raised over $5 million for families of first responders. And, of course, she has donated, uh, along with uh, her Family Now Foundation, millions of dollars affected by cancer, illness, and hardship. She was the one who told us on February 17th, 2021, that her husband had passed away. She also said that um, his legacy would continue, and she is doing that in a couple of ways. She is uh, presenting the first ever American Patriot Scholarship in honor of Rush, and uh, she's supporting American military heroes, police, first responders, and Gold Star families through their foundation. She is also, her and her brother, David, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rush's brother, David, uh, have put together a, um, a book, Radio's Greatest of All Time. Catherine, welcome. Hello, Glenn. Goodness, what an introduction. That, that certainly wasn't from the New York Times, I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not from the New York Times. I believe they have a different version. <laughs> you know, I, I, was reading, I was reading your bio, and I thought, it, 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 this is, this is um, 
hard to say, strange to say, but truly a uh, an equal to Rush as far as accomplishments. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know if I can agree in, in full, but yeah. thank you. I, I truly appreciate it very, very much. So the name greatest of all radio's greatest of all time. Is it true that that's what it says on his death certificate? <laughs> yes, we have to be on brand at all times. Yeah. <laughs> very important. Very important. Straight from start to finish. But, but yes, it, it does. An, another thing that we wanted to do in a way to, to tweak the media as a final goodbye from Rush, which we know he certainly would have loved. Oh, but my gosh. someone put that through, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, that I'm not is sure so... who that poor person is that put it through, but yes, it, uh, yes, it, it is. <laughs> it's so, so fantastic. Uh, under <laughs> Occupation, radio's yeah. greatest of all time. Um, I was there... Um, in the Capitol, the night he got the um, the uh, Presidential Freedom Award, um, and he always struck me. I mean, he was he was bombastic on the air, you know, on loan from God. But he always struck me as a very humble person in real life, and I could see that that really deeply moved him that night. You know, he really was. He was incredibly brilliant, incredibly kind, fearless, exceptionally talented in radio, of course, but but he was truly gifted. But I believe one of his attributes that we all love the most was he was so humble. He had the biggest heart. He was so sincere. He never forgot the little guy. He never became too big. And he never really thought of himself as Rush Limbaugh. We, the name Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He, he did on the radio, but, but not, not in real life, so to speak. He always tried to have a better show the next day. He never thought that he accomplished the peaks that he did. Um, he always was working so incredibly hard. So, yes, that night meant everything to him. He was very surprised by it. We were actually in Boston. He had geared up to making this announcement on the radio and thought that was basically it, that the secret was out and now he could go about his medical mission, so to speak. And so we left for Boston right after that announcement that day. And there was a call from the president when he was supposed to be going into surgery that said, you really should be in Washington tonight. We mm. thought, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, we don't quite have the attire for that or <laughs> yeah. the mindset, but but he was so incredibly touched, so honored, so thrilled. It, it meant everything to him, literally. Did he know that that was coming? Did, did, was it told to him in the White House or was that the moment that we all saw? Was that the moment he knew? That was the moment that he knew is going to be presented to him there. He didn't know when we flew up. He didn't know when the president was calling that morning. He only knew earlier in in the White House when we spoke with President Trump and their immediate family, who were deeply appreciative, too, of course. 
But that moment, he didn't know that it was going to be awarded then and there. So everything came at him rapid fire, and his emotions were so sincere. He was actually not feeling well at all that evening. He was going into a pretty significant surgery the next day. So just being there was was quite a feat for him to be there. But having that awarded to him where it was in the form that it was meant meant everything. He he was a just a young boy from Missouri, as he often said. He he wanted to be on the radio from the time he was eight, but he certainly never dreamed that he would be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in that forum. Uh, you know his. Um, I think Rush was. Um, he felt the same way I feel about my audience, and not every host feels this way. They're like family. And because you get to know each other while we're at a disadvantage, we don't really get to know the listener. We kind of know because if they've been with us for a long time, we know that they've, you know, they're self-selecting. So they're, they're kind of like us, you know, Um, how hard was it and how long did he have to hide this from people that he was so sick? It was really a surprise to him. He really didn't have symptoms like other people may, so he didn't find out until late January, and he announced this in early February. He didn't have oh. to. He didn't have to carry it too long. But how did, how did he long. know what? Why? What made him go to the doctor? Actually, we were celebrating his birthday, and he didn't mention, as as most husbands or men may not, he didn't mention that he wasn't particularly feeling well. We were celebrating his birthday, and the very next day, he started to have difficulty breathing. He was having a heaviness in his chest. He had pain in the back of his shoulder, and I said, you know, this could be related to the heart because he had had a, a heart issue at one point. So I, I said to him, you know, we really should fly and see your your doctor. We were flying right over his doctor in Chicago. And um, we found out then and there that it, it wasn't the heart and that it was going to need a battery of tests. And we didn't confirm it until probably a week or so later in Boston at Dana-Farber. And, um, and then from there, all of the treatment and so forth started. But he did have to carry it for a period of time because he wanted to deliver it in the best possible way. And as you said, like you, his audience means everything to him. They are a brother, a father, a family figure. And he knew that they were going to take this news incredibly hard. So he had to hold it for a period of time, but not too long that potentially it would get out in the news if we were to start treatment or something. You, um, you, start the, um, you start the book with a conversation that you and Rush had um, in, the, in the hospital on January 12th, about, about a month before he died. Yes. Can you take us back to that? Absolutely. This book is very different in that it doesn't read like a typical book. It isn't a a start and finish type of story. It's more so a collection of Russia's favorite moments, whether it was on air or off air. And some of the times I was recording him talking about reflections. He started this book in early February of 2020. And a lot of the time we were in the hospital during these conversations or these recordings. And one of those conversations was was about was about that. 
and it opens up where he was brought a donut by me for his birthday, and he was reflecting on his time in Missouri as a young intern before he became the person that we all know as as the famous Rush Limbaugh. He was just a young kid with a dream hanging around a radio station in in his hometown of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and um, this donut brought him back because he used to be the young kid that would bring donuts, <laughs> fresh baked yep. donuts to to the um, radio station there in his hometown. So he was only about 15 or 16, but that brought him right back. And he had never told that story before. I happened to be recording it, and we transcribed it directly as he said it um, that, that day in the hospital. We'll continue with Catherine uh, uh, Adams Limbaugh here in, in just a second. With 60 seconds to tell you about Goldline. The nation's top economists are now forecasting the United States will enter a recession in the next coming uh, 12 months. I'll bet you right around the time the Republicans take the Congress and the Senate. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just saying I what it wouldn't it be odd if that happened that way. The best, most time tested way to protect yourself from economic downturns has always been precious metals. If you have, uh, you know, modern bullion already, that's great. Got a good head start. The gold legal tender bar is something that uh, I helped um, Goldline in the Canadian mint design. I don't even know, 10, 12 years ago. This is something when the price of gold goes through the roof on demand, you have this and you have it in your pocket. Um, if things get really, really worse, you need old collectible gold. And uh, can you barter in exchange with that? Sure. But you also, can you break a $5,000 coin, please? No. I mean, unless that's what milk cost at that point. But you have these little teeny legal tender bar cards. They, they have the gold broken down into usable amounts. Made by the Canadian Mint and only available at Goldline. They have a deal this week on their historic graded $5 gold Indian coins, which is I, I collect. With every box of 20 of the graded $5 gold Indians, you will receive uh, 100 of the silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. Both of these items are great for barter or for collection. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So it is amazing to me. We're with Catherine uh, Adams Limbaugh, and uh, she has just put out a book that she and Rush started, and uh, then David came in, David Limbaugh, to help finish. It's radio's greatest of all time. When you're when you're looking through the book, there is one thing that struck me. I, I've led a pretty blessed life for the last 25, 30 years. And Rush is actually the guy who gave permission for me to be on the network at this time. Um, and so he really actually started my career. Um, but um, uh, I've had a blessed career and I've met a lot of people. But when you read this book, my gosh, he knew the giants of history and, and conversed with them and, and worked with them. Were you, when you came in and uh, came into his life, 
with the experience you have, was that a little odd for you too or not? Is it just me? No, I, I don't think that part was odd as much as how he was talked about in the mainstream media and getting used to that portion of it. Because I came to know and knew who he was off of of the radio and, and who he was in person. And I think the harder thing was knowing how he was talked about when here he was able to relate to, as you said, the heads of state or really anyone, um, top celebrities, key figures. That was Reagan, Thatcher. Yes. I mean, that was his peer group. Yeah. And and I think how he was talked about in the mainstream media was the harder thing to, to get used to. But in terms of who he interacted with, he was just the same. He was the same person as talking on the radio. He directly spoke to the American people in the same way that he spoke to the President of the United States. He was he was rushed through and through, which I, I love the most about him. Um. Did he ever get used to or did he blow off all the horrible things that were said about him? Uh, Because if you're like my wife, my wife probably has a harder time with it than I do. So as well, he always said that the media didn't make him and can't break him. So I, I think that he took it as as a measure of success. He didn't ever particularly get used to it, but he said the more that they're talking and making things up, I'm obviously effective. So right. I yes. I tried to look at it in in that way as well. But I definitely probably had a harder time than he did with some of the things that are were said. So what is, we have one minute. Uh, let me think if I can come up with a one minute question because I've got, I've got a lot of philosophical questions for you. And um, Real quick, how did you two meet? We met long ago through friends when I was running a, a charity for Gary Player and the Nelson Mandela uh, Invitational. And did, did, did you know of, did you, were you a fan of his on the radio or not? I was a fan of his and and became more and more a fan as, as time went on, but I did listen early on. But I should just say quickly, Glenn, before we have to go, because I know we're short on time, that proceeds from this book will benefit the children of fallen military heroes. That is very important because this book is not about selling books. It's about inspiring the country. Rush loves the American people and our country with all of his heart. There's 14 days left for a very very important election, and I know Rush is still with us and talking to us through so this. So do I. Um, Catherine Limbaugh, if you don't mind, we have another break with you if you can stay. Catherine Limbaugh, the name of the book, Radio's Greatest of All Time. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, as Rush used to say, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're never going to give up. Uh, you have an opportunity today to make sure that you are making it and you're making it in the uh, healthiest way that you possibly can. Get your finances in better shape than maybe they've ever been. You have the opportunity to start saving more, start spending less when you don't need to and make sure that your money, the money that you are spending every month is spent wisely. You're not paying too much, especially on things like credit card debt. What kind of percentage interest are you paying on that? 20 19 how about paying five do you know how much i would save 
Call American Financing today at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. Salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. They're waiting for your call now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're talking to Catherine Adams Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's wife, about his legacy, his history, his last year of life, their marriage. He has a new book out now. It was started by Rush and Catherine uh, in um, in the last few you know uh, weeks and months of his life. It's called Radio's Greatest of All Time. Rush Limbaugh uh, and David Limbaugh came in to do some additional writing. It is a fantastic book and and has um uh, thoughts on rush written by different people uh including uh ron DeSantis and clarence thomas i don't know i'm not i'm i mean it's still like seven degrees from kevin bacon but i don't know anybody who is like that close to clarence thomas that he would get something written about them uh, after they passed away. Uh, welcome back to uh, Catherine Limbaugh. It, it, it's phenomenal the the things that these very very important and influential people felt about Rush. Yes, absolutely. At the, at the opening of each chapter, there is a tribute from someone that is very well known, but also a close friend of Russia's. In fact, you're you're included as well, Glenn. There is a page that is there. With I don't you know how well. I got included. I mean, it was like we got one more chapter. Who are we going to call? Uh, no, no, uh, you wrote something very nice that I I, I really appreciate. And um, so, at the beginning of, of each chapter is is a tribute that is. From from people like Governor DeSantis and and Clarence Thomas and, and President Trump and Ronald Reagan, and they talked about who Rush was in in the country and also as as a person. And as we know, Rush will go down in history as one of the greatest voices for conservatism of all time. He is the George Washington of radio. He is our America's Winston Churchill, as I mm-hmm. often say. He's a modern-day founding father, speaking of, of John Adams. And I know, Glenn, I should say that I am 100% confident he is so thankful to have you and your voice and your audience still out there continuing the charge. And God bless you for the, the work that you do, in including this and in talking about this. We really appreciate it. Uh, I will tell you, um, that means... Um that means a lot to me. Thank you for saying that. Um, we are facing the first real important election since his path of passing. And if I've had one listener or one host or one senator <laughs> uh, talk to me about this, uh, they all say the same thing. Rush is sorely missed. That is exactly right. He is so missed, and this is coming out at such an important time where I think the American people need his inspiration through his words, and that's exactly what this book is. 
It is Rush delivering his inspiring words. It's not talking about the cancer. It's not talking about sad times. It's talking about an individual who lived out the American dream. And he wants every American to have that opportunity. He doesn't want our our country to be downgraded. He wants our country to go forward and the best days to be ahead. And that's exactly what shines through in this book, in Rush's words, not an interpretation, but directly from him. And I think when people read this and they look at it, it can serve as a a coffee table book, a textbook for conservative ideology. And I think when people read this, they will say, this is Rush speaking to us, inspiring us, and telling us we must carry on and we will carry on as a wonderful country that we are. Catherine, I I have to tell you, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what to expect when uh, the book arrived. Uh, And I I expected a good book, but this, you're right, this is a coffee table book. This is a beautiful, well-done book inspiring tribute to a man that I had incredible respect for. So good job on that. Could I, could I ask you, and if this is too personal, please just tell me, um, Rush was always so positive about things. Always. We're going to make it. We're fine. I have often wondered um, in, in the thoughts of the country or even in his, his own, um, uh, you know, treatment with cancer. Were there times that he was like a mere mortal here that, that worried about things that, that, well, I, I think he would definitely say, as he often did, that it is never time to panic. He, yeah. His audience would, would remember those words very vividly. It is never time to panic. It's never time to give up on America. And I believe he did believe that 100%. There were some days and, and some times when I think he was very fearful. He was fearful the country was, was driving off the cliff. He was fearful of his own health. But he always rallied. That was that was truly Rush. He was fearless. He was strong. He was a leader. He was an unwavering American patriot in that way. And I think he fundamentally believed that our best days are ahead because they have to be ahead. And he took it upon himself to lead that charge with wonderful people like yourself and to continue that inspiration and that optimism. I think certainly in quiet moments, he, he had fear, as, as everyone did or do, um, but I, I would say that the majority of the time, he would say, we have to get back onto the horse, and we have to persevere. That's, that's what we will do as a country and as an American people. Did he have any um, last uh, thoughts um, about the future of America or, or what has to happen that you care to share? When we started this book, he started in early February of 2020, right after diagnosis. He had been asked to do a similar type of book a long time ago, and he really wasn't up for it. He said, of course, how can I possibly select from such words of wisdom <laughs> of 30, 30 plus right. years on the radio? But mm-hmm. but really, he I think that's what the mission of this book is exactly for, that he wanted the best days to be ahead. 
He wanted the country to continue on. He wanted the American people to never lose sight of American exceptionalism. And one thing I love so much about Rush is he could not stand stereotypes. He didn't want people to be pigeonholed. He wanted people to live the American dream that he did, meaning that no regardless of where you started or where you came from or the color of your skin or your gender, that you were American. And right. because of that, you can also be as successful as he was or at least a version of it or live out your dream. I can't, I cannot talk to you and not ask you this question. It may be, I mean, I, uh, I think everybody would like to ask this question if they know that Elton John played your wedding. I just have to ask, did he know it was Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> he did. He did. And this this may be breaking news, but I believe that, that Elton John, Sir Elton John and Rush are actually very, very similar. Uh, they had quite a, a similar demeanor off of their, their performance personality because... I believe that they both were so hardworking. They both were the top of their game, so to yeah. speak. They both loved their audience in the same, similar way. So in, in many respects, they were very similar. So yes, he did know it was Rush's wedding <laughs> <laughs> and my wedding. We, I actually was with, with Sir Elton John in, in Hawaii. We were out there visiting my parents who lived in, in Hawaii part of the time. And Rush and I were in a hotel room just below um, Elton John, and we actually sent a note to him and, and asked if he would be willing <laughs> to, um, well, <laughs> bridge fences and, and come on over. And mm. so he, he did, and we were so humbled by it. He was extraordinary. I think he was very happy with, with being there, and, and we were deeply honored. We, yeah. we love him very much. Uh, on a, a personal note... How are you doing? You know, I, I think as anyone who's who's listened to Rush for so long, there is a, a tremendous void in our lives. I, I think that's undeniable. Uh, every day, there's there's some remembrance of Rush in some way that provides a bit of that that hole in your heart. But I think the best thing that we can do is is carry forward, and I know that's what he would want of us. So I, that's really what I'm trying to do and, and trying to keep connected to his audience so that we can go through this together. I often say that this was our loss. It was, it was the loss of, of a country, not just my loss. And I, I think that, that we just have to go forward. There's, there's no other choice. It, uh, I know that there are millions of people that... Um, mourn with you and are grateful for you and uh, will appreciate this this book that never reach out i um i so wanted to uh be part of the rush limbaugh club but i never reached out to i only once i reached out just to thank him for something because i never wanted to be that guy because i know what it's like um not i mean just a fraction of what it must be have been like but no Catherine, that there are millions of people that don't reach out um, that think about you and Rush every day. 
I am so deeply grateful. We hear some of the most wonderful messages and receive letters and gifts, and it means everything. It truly means everything to me, and it did to Rush. These these people who are listening today are our extended family, and just having the ability to speak to them and thank them and, and say how much they matter and, and we value them means a great deal to me. So thank you very much for that. One last question for you, and that is being a direct descendant of the Mayflower. Anything you want to say about the 1619 Project? <laughs> Definitely. We, we have to focus on 1776 the only date that we can focus on. And yes, the Mayflower was very inspirational. We should not oh. undersell it ever. I, I, I tell you, we just acquired the largest collection of Mayflower documents and artifacts in the world. Uh, we were up against the Smithsonian in, in buying it, my, my uh, charitable foundation. And... Uh, uh, the things that are there that prove the difference between Jamestown and the Mayflower, those people were good, God-fearing, hated slavery, hated slavery, and arrest a, uh, the captain of a slave ship that kind of accidentally uh, came, to, uh, came to shore uh, in a storm. They arrested him for sta- slave stealing and then took a, uh, a collection amongst themselves and sent those people back to Africa to be free. It's crazy. It is amazing. And those stories should be told yeah. more. Our our founding fathers did something so miraculous with this country. We can never let go of it. We were the most free country in the world when freedom had never, ever been heard of at, at that time in 1776. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the date we must remember. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I truly appreciate this this so much. And, and thank you so much. Well, thank you, Catherine. Catherine uh, Adams Limbaugh, um, the wife of Rush Limbaugh. The book is available today. It is well worth the price. It is a beautiful, beautiful tribute and appropriate for your coffee table or, or whatever. You will love this book. It's radio's greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh. Catherine, thank you. Thank you. You bet. Bob wrote in uh, about his experience. That was hard. That was hard. I love that, though. That was, that was it's like, I am emotionally awesome. just drained from that. I know. You know, it's, I'm glad this came out now. Like, it kind of, we've both been dealing with, like, good God, this, we, we are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of been our attitude lately I off know. the air. And I kind of hear that optimism. And she's totally right. That's exactly how he, he would have been. Yep. He would have been optimistic yep. about the future. Yep. Uh, relief Factor. Uh, the bottom line is Relief Factor works. It works for me. Um, I got a email in from Bob. He said, uh, I have, I've had lower back pain from an auto accident. I was in it 10 years ago. I haven't even taken ibuprofen for months now because of relief factor. Try it. You will not believe how well it works. Thanks. Relief factor. Well, Bob, thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, writing in. If you're dealing with pain and you've tried everything, please just try Relief Factor. It attacks the inflammation in your body four different directions. Uh, the three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. 
Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 1995, three-week quick start developed for you, relieffactor.com, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor, feel the difference. The Grind Back Program. Somebody came into uh, the studio yesterday having a regular producer meeting. We've got about, I don't know, 15 producers, and they're all in here. And and one of them said, you should use the golden microphone that's out in the lobby uh, to do the interview. And I was like, no, I think that would be inappropriate. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was uh, uh, lucky enough to be the steward of Rush Limbaugh's golden microphone. Um, and it is in our lobby. If you ever happen to have to do business here at the Mercury Studios, you will see it right next to uh, Cecil B. DeMille's megaphone. Uh, what else is out there? Something else important. And uh, <laughs> the head of the uh, the head of the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. So, yes, that's yeah. not, a, not one everything, of those not things. Yeah, it's not everything's equal. <laughs> <laughs> It is really cool to see that microphone, though. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of history that went through that thing. It's its remarkable. It's remarkable. That man was uh, a game changer in everything. Let's carry on the spirit. Don't despair. Let's, let's watch Oz tonight. Uh, go after uh, Fetterman and, uh, and then carry on and get to the polls. Election is under two weeks away. America needs to correct the mistakes from the last election. The Glenn Beck Program.